Fran, but I go by Fran. So, well, welcome everyone. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. This is your host Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Fran Horning. Fran is a certified and accredited biological dental hygienist and Associate Director of the International Academy of Biological Dentistry and Medicine. She serves on their board and is the Hygiene Committee Chair. She also is a Hygiene Committee member, mentor, and lecturer for the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. She lectures at and for several biological and traditional organizations across the country, is an international public speaker, and performs individualized on-site office training. She is a qualitative director in charge of training biological protocols in the most prominent biological practice in her state. Additionally, she is a coach and trainer of biological dentistry and biological dental hygiene and the owner of Integrative Perio Solutions LLC and Hygiene Naturally. Fran is an active member of the IAD, IABDM, IAOMT, ADHA, and AOSH. Her presentations and training receive rave reviews. And I wanted to have Fran on here because I have seen the impact of biological dentistry in my clinical practice years ago. And I'm very excited to see how she's elevating this topic. And I wanted to also make sure that we cover it because one of the first remarks that people often may say when they hear about the work that she does is, aren't we already doing biological dentistry? And the answer is no. <laughs> and you're going to find out the reason why. So welcome to the show, Fran. Uh, thank you, Jasmine. I am a huge fan and I'm, I'm blessed and honored to be here. And I get to share uh, exactly what is biological dentistry because yeah, yeah. You know, biological is body, right? Is, you know, bio body, mm-hmm. but is a different approach. So I'm, happy to share. Yeah, yeah. I think this is such an important question. And I think what people don't realize is that we learn so much about the science of of doing the work that we do, we can actually visibly see it every day by just introducing these concepts. So for the listeners that aren't aware of what biological dentistry is, how would you sum up what exactly that is? I like to say that we are the OG of oral systemic dentistry. My son's like, Ma, please stop saying that. You're a little too old for that. But mm-hmm. when I say OG is because when um, biological dentistry, the first inception, actually, it started back in 78, 1978. And then um, another organization started in, in 84 and then another one in 85. So this oral systemic dentistry has been around much longer than we all perceive because we are thinking it started in like 2010 ish. So, but in actuality, we recognized that the mouth is a part of the body. Like I don't like to say oral systemic link. The mouth mm-hmm. is not linked to the body. The mouth is a part of the body. So anything that happens here can and will affect the body and vice versa. Anything that's going on in the body can show up in the mouth. And we're not just talking about pathogens like, you know, Jasmine and, and, you know, all any hygienist listening here, we're taught about the calculus. We know about plaque and we biofilm and all that, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other things that go on materials right. that we can use or to be patients are allergic or are reactive to certain materials, or if there's energetic breakdown. So biological dentistry looks at all the factors and how mm-hmm. the body works as a one unit. 
Mm -hmm. as opposed to here's my mouth, here's my body. And we treat the mouth as a separate entity. You know, when we do biological dentistry, we pay attention to how we treat the mouth and how it will and, and affect the rest of the body. And if there's anything going on in the body and we see it in the mouth, how we work with integrative practitioners, how we work collaboratively with functional medicine doctors, naturopaths, integrative physicians. So we've been working with, uh, with medical providers for years. And I know there's a big push on, on doing that now in the allopathic world. And that's why I love what we do, because we treat mm -hmm. the person as a whole, not just the teeth. Yeah, yeah. And what I also love is that you have incorporated uh, the microscope into the practice. Exactly. And it was a huge game changer for me when we were looking at, okay, what's going on with the inflammation? I'll give everyone a great example of this, and then I'll have a follow-up question for you. We there was a patient that had excellent home care, y'all. And the patient came in with great home care, was doing well. They were they received a microscopic assay. Everything was clean. But then over time, this patient began to come in and there was inflammation in the mouth. Still the same home care that was happening. Nothing really changed. And when they did the microscopic assay, that what they're doing, y'all, is just a taking the plaque and, and looking at that. Um, for those who are listening and never heard that that term, they've noticed that, wait a minute, there's some bugs in here that ain't supposed to be here. What is going on? So they did a thorough look at her history. And guess what? She was dating somebody new. <laughs> mothers, lovers, and pets. That's how you get yes. the bugs. From mothers, <laughs> lovers, and pets. They're like, where are these these things coming from? But again, yep. it's not just the bugs. Yes. It's the immune system. And that's where mm -hmm. biological dentistry teaches you is that, okay, there can be bugs there. Mm -hmm. And you can have clinical uh, manifestations of inflammation and breakdown, periodontal disease. But if a patient's immune system is robust enough, they can ward them off and will not show clinical symptoms. Same as like if you could have uh, somebody who's sick with a cold and walk into a room of five people. Yeah. So two will get extremely sick. One, another one will get somewhat sick and another one will not get sick at all. They'll all yeah. the same thing, but they don't get sick. So that's mm -hmm. another thing that we need to look at. It's mm -hmm. not just, I see this and this is what's causing it. What's going on in the body? What disruption or, or, or uh, lack of homeostasis in the body that's going on that is causing the body to react to the bugs? Yeah. So tell me, let's rewind back in time just a smidge because this happened maybe like two years ago since you've graduated. It wasn't it wasn't that long. Right. No. <laughs> We're not claiming anything right now. Right, I can't right. believe how long I've been in dentistry. But when you started in your career, what made you lead towards this type of work specifically with treating patients in 84? That's yeah, I'm old. <laughs> Next, Jasmine, next month. You're looking I'm good, y'all. 40 years. I'm 40 years what? in dental hygiene. Yeah. February 15th, I will be celebrating 40 years. Anyway, wow. so thank you. You're beautiful. Well, you look thank great. you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally, I'm 21. The body is not cooperating so much, but you know, I just love what I do so much is that yeah. I'm so passionate about it. So in 84, I was working in an office that had a microscope. That was really popular back in the early 80s, Kai's technique for those who, who know, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and the microscope was there. And I'm like, oh, this is super interesting. We didn't learn this in school. 
So I got into using the microscope there, mm -hmm. left that, and that doctor was very into organic and living healthy, right, exercise mm -hmm. and the whole nine mm -hmm. years. And so, mm -hmm. you know, introduced me to all that. And then I moved on to, of course, another conventional practice. And then I would be seeing um, situations where patients would present with issues. And I'm like, there's, there's got to be a better way. There's, you know, I, I'm just going to say there, I'm, I'm going to talk about the F word. That is fluoride. Okay. I'm not going to try to go there because I, mm -hmm. I still use fluoride toothpaste on occasion, mm -hmm. but I had a patient, I had all my kids were coming in with a fluorosis. Like every mm -hmm. single one had levels of fluorosis. And I'm like, there's got to be something that we can do that's better because if it's fluorosis in the teeth, that's fluorosis in their bones. Mm. So that, means, yeah, which leads to later mm. problems mm. later on in life. So, you know, we've yeah. been overdosing on it. So anyway, so I kind of morphed organically from using a microscope, then just seeing issues that I'm like, there's gotta be a better way. Mm -hmm. And then going into another practice where patients were looking for, um, it was a conventional office, looking for different solutions. Like, do I have to use, um, you know, do I have to use this particular mouthwash that's very popular? Do I, can I use something else? I don't want to use all those chemicals and this and that. I'm like, and I started doing more research mm -hmm. and I found ways of being able to address disease mm -hmm. that um, can use alternative, I don't like that word alternative, but we're going to use that. Uh, complementary therapies, we'll say. And I started, that started morphing. So again, I started with the microscope and then kind of organically moved into that arena. And then a few years ago, I was looking for another part-time position. And I answered an ad and I went there and like, oh, no, no, this is a full-time position, not part-time. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe this is not a good fit. And then as I'm leaving, I see the microscope. And I went, okay, this is a place that I'm going to see what I can do to work there. Long story short, I, we, we talked about it. I wound up temping there for a couple months. They offered me a position and it all morphed from there. I learned so much. They mentored me so much in the actual practice of holistic and biological dentistry. They were, they would tease me because Fran, we didn't, you didn't know that you were a closet holistic hygienist, did you? Yeah. I had no <laughs> idea. I organically had kind of morphed into that because I knew there had to be more solutions than what we were taught in school. Mm. So that being said, I now am the associate director of an international uh, organization that kind of governs the, the, uh, the study or and teachings of biological dentistry. So um, I've grown a lot in these years, but again, mm -hmm. it was not that I sought it out. It kind of found Came, me. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. But you made yourself available too. You made yourself yeah. available for those opportunities. Having an open mind also. Yes. And being able to see, well, this is what I've taught. Oh, that, all that, everything else that you're telling me is a bunch of hogwash. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, not true. There's no evidence based behind it. It's not scientific. There's no research. That's a bunch of uh, nonsense. But mm -hmm. having an open mind and saying, okay, well, let me just hear you out and whatever resonates mm -hmm. is, you know, let me see if it, if there's any alignment. And a lot of times when I do my presentations and stuff at the end of the day, and it's all to conventional practitioners even, and they, they're like, their minds are blown. Like, oh, I had no idea. I said, yeah, it's yeah. about practicing as healthcare providers. I don't want to just be considered you know, um, a tooth cleaner or a tooth janitor, sometimes we're, we're called an, an oral janitor. 
we can actually be practicing as healthcare providers because we are looking at the whole picture and getting people on board that can help our patients at another level, getting the patient's bodies healthy, you know, addressing any of the pillars of, of health that are out of uh, homeostasis, getting that patient healthy enough. So any of the treatment I do do is going to have the best option uh, or best outcomes. And that is looking for the bugs, using a microscope, using things like ozone, which is going to enhance the immune system. I mean, like for now, we have power, uh, P. gingivalis, Porphomonas gingivalis is a new variant that is antibiotic resistant. So it's antibiotic resistant. What are you going to do? Exactly. Well, we have an answer. We have ozone. Mm -hmm. And ozone is pure oxygen. It's supercharged oxygen. You cannot be allergic to it. You can't. It can't hurt you. So I've seen that. I've seen that on other physical ailments. Yes. And so they use the same therapy for their for oral health. Absolutely. Hygienists Incredible. are using it. Yeah. Hygienists are using it in, in water form, in gas form. They're using it in pocket insufflation, periodontal therapy. Mm. You know, you use the ozonated water through your ultrasonic. You're delivering medical grade ozone. Yeah. Right? And into the into the pockets. Now you're using ozone gas. You're getting into all the little crevices, you know, your furcation involvements, your defects, and you're going to be able to address the pathogens that are initiating the immune response. So mm -hmm. that you can't get to with that blue meta prescription rinse. Okay. Yes, yes, so, yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and, and you're going to be able to, you're like you're fumigating the pockets and like yes. really disinfecting. And then you're going to be able to stimulate the immune system. So you're going to get better resolution while at the same time boosting the immune system. This is a healthcare provider. This is a hygienist yeah. that is actually making a difference in their patient's overall health. Yeah. As opposed to just removing a piece of calculus. So is inert, by the way. So there's two there's two follow-up questions here because I know some of your listeners listeners may say may be saying, okay, we get it. We get it, Fran. Like we know this is true. So the first the two questions that are coming up are number one, how does someone get started with getting to a place of focusing more on biological dentistry? Because that will aid them in having more career fulfillment. And two, how do you find these practices? Okay. Actually, there are several organizations that um, can help guide you. First of all, the easiest thing to do is just go onto YouTube. You go to YouTube and you can look at a couple of the organizations, the IAOMT, the IABDM, the HDA, and you can find old conferences um, and just start listening uh, to some of the, uh, of the things. Um, you can uh, join some of the organizations um, as hygienists, there are always hygiene um, uh, conferences, like I'm having one in a couple of months. Uh, long story short, there are certainly ways, I mean, reaching out to, to me or the organization, I can guide you. I mean, we have mentors that can help hygienists. Um, I'm pretty active on Facebook. So you reach me through PM, DM, Facebook pages um, and start asking questions and just having an open mind of, of you know, not everything may resonate with you, but just having that, yeah, I, there's things that I can do to become a biological hygienist. Now, the thing is, some people can call themselves a biological hygienist, a holistic hygienist, a functional uh, hygienist or a dentist, functional or integrative. A lot of these words are used um, interchangeably, and they're not. People can be practicing holistically, but they're not practicing, bio practicing biologically. If you're practicing biologically, you're automatically practicing holistically. 
What does that mean? And make it real quick. Um, holistic means you are not, you're, you're looking at the mind, body, spirit of the patient. You're addressing all factors uh, of that patient. Um, emotions can affect uh, the body, et cetera. Also, you're using least toxic materials. You're using materials that are not going to affect the immune system or inflammatory enzymes or, um, you know, less toxic materials. That's more of a holistic approach. Biological approaches, again, like I said, you're looking at the body, how the body reacts to materials, how the body responds to pathogens, how the body interrelates with what's going on in the mouth. And also energetically, as far as, you know, meridians and, you know, like electroacupuncture according to I know I'm using all these fancy words, but these are all the things that you can learn by visiting like the IABDM.org or IAMT.org or HDA, uh, Holistic Dental Association. There's a lot of uh, information out there that you can glean on your own. And then you're like, me, I don't need no more. And then you become a member. And then, we, you know, you certainly can guide you. I love to mentor people. So you can always reach out to me too. It's been incredible following your journey. The, I would say maybe the last five years for yep. me about five years. Um, and I, I'm curious to know, like, how did you put yourself in position to explore more? Because you you had this very unique expertise in clinical. Now you're the associate director yeah. and you have done so many other amazing things. And I would just love to know, like, what kind of work did you do mindset wise? What kind of work did you do to kind of position yourself to expand, not only are you thinking beyond the profi clinically, but now you're also thinking beyond the profi in your professional career. Honestly, like I mentioned before, and I, 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 I promised myself I was not going to get emotional, but here I am. I, when I have found if you're passionate about something, mm -hmm. whatever your passion is, follow it. Don't let any barrier stop you because I found my people. I didn't know that this is what I didn't know it was the thing, you know, for years. Again, like I said, it was organically one thing led to another and I started seeing things and I started asking questions and I'm like, I, so it, on my own, it organically happened. And then I guess everything kind of culminated and it presented itself and my passion and my love for, I'm like, this is, this is what I've been searching for for years. And I didn't know it. And then I had cancer in 2019, as you may, may know, I had ovarian cancer. And I last saw you in 2018, shortly before I was diagnosed with cancer. And I have to tell you when I had that, I had cancer, which unfortunately most women with ovarian cancer don't make it through. And here I am almost five years clean. Yeah. The grace of God. So I am, I'm good. So that changed my mindset mm. in that I am, I want to live my best life and I'm going to have, I'm going to just embrace what brings me joy and feeds my soul. And what feeds my soul is helping. So helping patients. Now I can help one patient in my chair by using a scaler and having that, that interaction with them. I can help that one patient, but I can, how many patients I can help by helping others practice the way I practice. Yes. Me spreading the word to other people, how many, hand, how many patients I can have my hand on yeah. and be able to help. So that 
I, I get goosebumps when I say that because that is my goal. I have a servant's heart. My mm -hmm. husband may not agree with you because, I mean, he may hear it from me sometimes when the way I act. But, <laughs> I mean, like, let's, let's face it, we all can be a little. But um, I have a servant's heart and I want to help heal, help mm -hmm. patients. I mean, that's what most of us went into the field for. I would Absolutely. Say, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And so going through the challenge that I did, it, it opened my heart and mind that I am going to embrace what makes me happy now. Mm. And without even trying, I swear, without even trying, these opportunities came to me through, I guess you want to call it an abundance mindset or law of attraction or whatever you want to call it or a coincidence. I don't know. But I, if you notice I in 84, I was introduced to that microscope. And then 30 years later, I walk, I walk into an office that has a microscope. Okay. None, none in between. I walked into that that office with a microscope and I'm like, I have to work here. And that doctor empowered me so much to love what I do that now that that kind of uh, spilled over to the point where the executive director was like, Fran, I need you on board here. I'm like, me? Who, me? She's like, yes, your passion and your drive and your love for what we do is so palpable. I need you on part of the uh, organization. Yeah. So just follow your passion and your drive. And, and some of us can get bored. And I mean, let's, let's face it, we can have challenges. We have difficult offices, whether it be staff or doctors or whatever. And we, we, you know, we can complain and yeah, but find, find a way to have that resurgence and re and, and passion again. And 99% of the time, hygienists that, that look at biological dentistry, like, Oh my God, I fell in love with hygiene again. I mm -hmm. fell in love with it because I really feel like I'm making a difference. So yeah. basically going back to what you're saying, it's, it is just follow, find what feeds your soul and makes you happy and just and embrace it and follow it. And don't have people tell you, no, they will. But guess what? They will. Oh yeah. And they, and they will question you and they will say right. negative things. But what I'm hearing from you and what I've also seen in my own journey is that there's a shift that has to happen internally. For me, it was my mother's death. That was like, wait a minute. Anything yeah. can be gone like this. Yes. What am I doing? And so I love how you mentioned it was an eternal shift for you that yeah. you were like, all right, I'm going to go all in. And yeah. that the part that I need each of y'all to understand is that worthiness must come from within. Yep. You will not be able to stick it through when you think beyond the profit clinically or outside the clinic. It just won't work. Because no. there's it's a there's courage needed to stick it through and follow your passion. There are times that it, it, it can be difficult. I'm sure you can attest to that. Mm -hmm. It can be a difficult and you're like, well, you know, maybe it's not worth me pushing through. And then mm -hmm. then you sit there and you're and you say, Well, if I stop this, where where would I where would I be? And you're like, oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to yeah. go back to that. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, to move forward uh, uh, with it. Um, it. I wish I had like a better, like, like a, you know, oh, here's, here's the plug and play, you know, that you can use, 
But again, like you said, you have to find it within yourself. So that find that fire, find that passion to to really want to make a difference, whatever it is in your career. Even if there's a day that you're just like, I can't just, do, I just can't do clinical hygiene. Anymore. I, I only have an AAS. Mm-hmm. I don't have a bachelor's. I don't have a master's. I don't have an MED. Mm-hmm. You know, and that years ago, I would say, I only have an AAS. I can't do anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is no only. There is no only. It's what you make it to be. What you, what your drive and your in your passion. You you can overcome basically almost anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I often say I'm always looking. I'm looking for that one yes. You can tell me no. I'm moving on. That's right. right. (laughs) I do not give up. That's right. I'm not going to give up. That's right. And so we want each of you to hear from Fran, don't give up. Don't mm-hmm. give up. This is why this this podcast exists, to introduce you to amazing people like Fran and other people who have created such amazing lives and professional careers. We're out here. We're community backing you up that's telling you don't give up. There are options available for you many different options and you choose what works best for you. So I would love for you to to tell me If you were to go back in time, and I don't know where that time would be for you, like what is one word of advice you would tell yourself in your professional career? You hit on you hit on it just before. Stop looking mm. for validation outside of yourself. Mm. Stop questioning yourself. Stop second guessing yourself. Mm. A little, just a mini little tidbit. Years ago, I was working in a boutique practice. It was one doctor, one assistant, one hygienist, and one front office. It was a boutique practice, fee-for-service back in the 90s, which was unheard of. Everything was insurance where we had. Boutique practice. And patients would come from hours away to come to this very expensive, high-end, tiny office. And I was the only hygienist there. So when you hear that, I was like, oh, it must be very bougie. And that hygienist must be amazing. And she's just like, oh. And it was me. And I'm like, I'd be afraid to tell a patient if I saw um, decay or if I, I saw a periodontal disease. I would, I, would be, I would literally be afraid to say them because I don't want them to be upset with me. Mm. And I look back. And, you know, I mean, of course, the patients got treated. Don't think that I neglected my patients because that sounds really bad. Um, but I would and I would be so timid about it. And, and I'm like, no, I own it now. You're coming to me. So anybody out there, patients come to you looking for advice. They want, they're coming to you because they believe that you're a professional. Don't second guess yourself. Don't have imposter syndrome. It's easier to say mm-hmm. than do. But that mm-hmm. imposter syndrome is, is you put that, put her in the corner, mm-hmm. ignore her, because mm-hmm. that can hold you back. Yeah. I had imposter when they asked me to become the uh, associate director, she says, I want to train you to be the next executive director. I'm like, who me? And now I'm like, yeah, it's me. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> it's me, it's me. With the, only the AAS. You know why? Because I found, I found my why and my purpose and what gives me love and passion. And I want to help people grow. So don't, I, I suggest that you try to really not allow you to second guess yourself. I mean, we're not, we're going to say this. We don't want to become obnoxious either. 
<laughs> we don't want to go in the office and say, yep, mom, the, and then, you know, trying to trash it. Most people that are heart centered, though, are, are not obnoxious. They're not, exactly. not going to do that. <laughs> exactly. No, we, well, I don't want to say, well, Fran told me to come in. No, no, I'm, I'm teasing. Of course, we don't want to be, uh, you know, bull, bulldozing people. But as far as just owning, owning your knowledge and knowing that you can make a difference. So yeah. I regret being like that for, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're so happy that you stuck it through. Let the listeners know what was the last book you read? Oh my gosh. It could be audible. I'm trying to remember the title. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's a, Oh, it's, I, um, Oh, atomic habits. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good Tomic one. That's a good one. Listening to it on Audible, you know, James. Okay. Clear. James Clear. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm kind of transferring back and forth about Atomic Habits. You know, trying to get my my ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, another one, I I am actually reading something on um, dentinal fluid transfer. So, you know, that's kind of boring mm-hmm. scientific stuff. But I like to read a lot of research. So I'm hopping on Google Scholar a lot and Frontiers of Science. For those of you who don't subscribe to Frontiers of Science, it's it's great. Uh, you get emails every so often and, you know, some scientific uh, literature on, you know, uh, oral pathogens, et cetera. So, but yeah, Atomic Habits. Awesome, to- awesome. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, <laughs> let the listeners know. This has been such a great conversation. Let the listeners know uh, where they can find you. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, right. You can always, um, I'm always open to email or DM. You can find me on Facebook, you know, Francis Horning. Um, or you can email me at uh, info at perio, uh, integrativeperiosolutions.com. That's mm-hmm. info at integrativeperiosolutions.com. Mm-hmm. Um if you want, you can uh, even reach me through the IABDM.org. Uh, um, you know, the phone number and, and everything is on there. Uh, you know, and, you know, even though I hate to put you in that position, even, you know, through Jasmine, not like she's not busy enough. If, if, you, if you're like, <laughs> you cannot find me at all, you know, I'm sure Jasmine. I will not be answering. Yeah. You, <laughs> you could send it to my contact us through my team. I got to be for real, real, okay? <laughs> Love y'all, um, but follow the prompts in the I, show notes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, email is email is great. Info at integrativeperiosolutions.com. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, that hooks up to my personal email address, which you'll finally okay. get at some point. And um, yeah, or or just DM me. And, All right. Uh, you know, uh, I'd right. be happy to help and just guide you. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So you don't have to waste 40 years where, so you can be in a place where I am much sooner. But yeah. mine had to happen organically, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Fran. I really appreciate you for sharing your brilliance here on the show. Oh, my pleasure, Jasmine. And again, uh, for those of you who are, who are listening, Jasmine has been a shining star in the field for so many years and i've had the great fortune and pleasure of meeting her several years ago and i'll never forget in 2018 how she built me up and i was that scared little puppy and i'm going to say it out loud now so jasmine i want to say so everybody can hear that i am forever indebted and grateful to you because you believe it or not 
is a piece of the puzzle of many people in my life that helped me get where I am today. So, and this again, Aww. having a tribe of people that are supporting you because you're going to have naysayers, but have the people that are going to support you and that will push you through any of the roadblocks you have. Oh, thank you, Fran. Um, thank you, Jasmine. Really, I'm sure yeah. I'm doing a little heart yeah. sign for yeah. listeners. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I appreciate you so much for uh, being here today. Uh, thank you very much for having me. It was it was fun. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Oh, listen, if I didn't have a couple of more meetings after this podcast recording, I would be sobbing. This is the this is the incredible work that we all have the opportunity to be a part of. Every conversation that we make, every person we interact with is a part of our legacy. But one of the things that I really want you all to think about for the rest of your day after listening to this that Fran said a couple a couple of times. She has her associate's degree and she's been able to leverage her expertise beyond the limitations that may be brought upon others when it comes to the degree that she has. And that's a constant thing I hear a lot from many hygienists. Fran used her experiences. She developed leadership skills. She developed the characteristics to help her be able to lead into these incredible opportunities that she has. So know that if you ask the right people, if you, I would say, the expression expression would probably be best fit as linking arms with the right type of people along your journey. All of that will help you be able to find more opportunities beyond the profi, whether that be you expanding your clinical practice or thinking outside of the box of other ways in which you can contribute to the industry. So I hope you felt inspired after hearing Fran. I love her energy. I love the work that she does. And I know that many of you will be blessed by learning from her. So check her out and I will see you all in the next episode.